For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back, baby. This is the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. We blew a lead to Texas Tech, so get your horns up because here we go. Horns up, talking Texas podcast. Another day, another dollar. A lot will be made of the Bijan fumble in overtime. He's our best player. He's the Heisman hopeful. I don't think he's a Heisman hopeful. Well, anymore. not anymore. He was the prince that was promised. Yeah, and his, then, odds, his odds at betonline.ag were plus 10,000 at this point. So I think it's. It's fair to say that it's a it's a far fetched pipe dream. I would he's s- going to win he- the Heisman. It was already far fetched just because he's a running back, and right. these days running backs don't get it unless they have ridiculous seasons. I mean, we've sure. seen running backs have amazing seasons and still not get it. Melvin Gordon had one. Deontay Foreman had a great one. Mm-hmm. There's guys out there, and there's just too many good quarterbacks these days that do it with their legs and with their arm. Yeah, I think Blake Corm could have a shot. The guy in Michigan, if they go undefeated and they beat Ohio State, and he's got like nine touchdowns right now. Yeah, so he could, he could put it a shot there. But I think Bijan, obviously, now that we're one and two, we blow it to Texas Tech. But my point being is two and you, two, two and two. Sorry, you were saying at the top of the before we got on air that Anwar Richardson tweeted out that Anwar Richardson tweeted out that Bijan has been walking around campus and the Texas facility with a football because he doesn't want to fumble again this season and that multiple teammates and even a student tried to strip him and were unsuccessful. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's kind of stupid. Sure. It's stupid. But my whole point is, is like it's one play of the game and yeah, he's our best player. And yeah, it's the end of the game. And that was like, you know, like the nail in the coffin really. But the fact that we were even in that situation to me is ridiculous. Like at what meaning, point, meaning the fact that we were in overtime yeah like at what point realistically we should have lost in regulation 100 percent. like i mean it was like a couple of like lucky moments and obviously auburn coming in and banging a massive field goal he's clutch yeah he's great i mean outside of that one kick that everyone like was harping on the short you know that short kick from the alabama game he had a but he had another give the game leading go ahead kick in the alabama game to make it 1917 why can't why can't our defense get a stop? I, that's just like what I don't understand. You're up 31-17 on the road in Lubbock. You're like a quarter away from getting out of there, going into West Virginia, probably getting your quarterback healthy. I also saw a tweet where someone was like, had like a bunch of likes. He's like, well, like the the excuse of like if we had yours in and not card, like that's a lame excuse and you should not use Twitter today if you're tweeting that out. And that to me also is kind of BS because if we had Quinn yours, the game was completely different. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I don't get how you can't like say that. It's a that. completely different game, but I also think that 
thought Hudson Card played a good game. Played I, th- solid. I yeah, thought he yeah, quarterbacked yeah. A, a solid college football game. Yeah, but it goes back to the defense, really. I just think that I, – I do think that point, though, people make it like, oh, you can't say that what if. Like, I mean, yeah, if we have a better quarterback in, things are going to be different. Well, Yeah, but, but he, the defense, he, he played well. I thought the, I thought for us it was it was third and fourth down conversions. I thought the play, play calling got a little stale. It did. Um, I mean, the Wildcats absolutely it, moronic. It, ten, it tends to happen a lot when Texas builds a lead. I mean, it happened last year as well. Like, for some reason – the scheme and the flip the script flips which it doesn't really make a ton of sense like the good teams just continue to rely on their ace right they continue to pound the ball or they continue to dink and dunk or throw the ball whatever like hudson all season long and for the most part our entire team has been pretty good at protecting the ball not turning the ball over like stop abandoning your play call right the wild card as you mentioned or the wild cat excuse me as you mentioned josh should not be utilized that much especially if they're stuffing us or like the wildcat or, sucks or if it's a formation i i generally agree with you roshan throw the it's ball. slightly different right because he was a quarterback you can throw school. the ball why have we never shown out of that formation a look where he can throw an the ball? rpo or something we've never we've never shown that because right. if, at least if you've shown it on tape they have to respect it somewhat Basically, I think it was very obvious. It was essentially an HB direct they every single exactly time. exactly what's coming. Yeah. I don't think he hit it, handed it off to Bijan one time when he was no, they ran the they ran the Wildcat play, same three play in a row. Right. And they and they ran. Like, look, if you're going to run it on third and short, that's one thing. I hated the call on fourth down. That was such a bonehead, like, give unnecessarily it to guts. Give it to give. It's fourth and short, and you need the fourth down. Why not give it to your best player? It was such a boneheaded and unnecessarily gutsy call. And by the way, going back to fourth down and going back to the defense, they were six of eight on fourth downs, Texas Tech. So my what I was realizing there that game is, yes, they allowed six conversions out of eight, but your defense, if you continue to get third down stop after third down stop after third down stop, and they're just going for it, you are so gassed because normally if you make a third down stop, they're punting. Like that's yeah. that's normally it. Like right. you did your job. They're playing their defense every single drive to make four stops in a row. And that's hard. That's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they did it twice on fourth down, but imagine how many I mean they they put the they put them in third down multiple times. Yeah. Like yeah. 17 times or something. But I, I thought exactly I felt it was. it was it was typically throughout that game the way that the the script just kind of played out, it was it was fourth and manageable, right? It was for the most part. it was third and manageable for the most part. Like there's no there's no pressure, right? I, I I think that to me was the the biggest takeaway was that our we got outplayed on the line. Oh yeah, both sides of the ball. Yeah, and it was apparent. So that's when when we talk about the the halfback direct is what I'm going to call it as opposed to a wildcat when you're fourth and two, and they they blow up the line. Like you can't, that play can't work. Right. And then, and respectively on the other side of the ball, when you're not getting pressure and they have time on a fourth and three, a fourth and five, they can execute because they have, they have a lot of different options, you know, that they tapped into in that game. And we knew it was going to be tough going on the road and winning in Lubbock. You hate to see like what happened at the end with, with their fans, not the storming of the field. I mean, you knew that was going to happen if they win the game. But you know, I saw a video of, of one of the, the tech fans just like, completely shoving one of our players to the ground very intentionally that's not cool obviously um it's just it's just a bummer of a game and and it felt very eerily similar to a lot of football that we've seen in in the years past which is that's that's to me the 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 most upsetting thing it's just like 
at what point can you close? It just that's I mean no turnovers. We got manhandled on time of possession. We're running the ball extremely well, but we're not pushing it. We're not yet. It, it doesn't open up the pass game. His deep ball, like outside of the worthy, which he was wide open touchdown. Like his deep ball was is just duck central. He's not throw a good deep ball. We don't put the ball in Jatavian Sanders' hands anymore after that first game, really. That's not his guy. Yeah, it's it, like it's, it's Quinn Ewers' guy, not Hudson's sure. guy. Whittington, I mean, Whittington had a nice game, but I felt that I mean, Roshan definitely struggled more than he has all season running the football. But I felt like you know, late in the game, put the ball in Bijan's hands, and it doesn't necessarily always have to be in a run formation. Mm-hmm. Pass him the ball, get him the ball in the air. He's so dynamic when he has open field, and I didn't did he. Correct me if I'm wrong. He had one he catch. He had one reception? He had one catch. I think I, I turned to you guys at the bar at one point. I mean, hey, how many catches he had? I'm looking at it. He had one catch for 22 yards, but there was a point where he didn't have any, like a deep into the game. Right. Like, right. And his why? one catch was 22 yards. Like, so why not give him exactly. the ball? Yeah. I well, think Texas has a tendency, just from recent years, to kind of be one-track-minded when a new player comes in the mix. Like, the good teams are, are good at finding the strengths and weaknesses of their of their starters meaning Quinn Ewers when he's in there like aired out let's get the accuracy let's get the deep ball going Hudson's a runner like he had a he had a great run like a a fantastic run and they did not play into that like they need to play into the strengths of the guys that are actually playing he's he's finally healthy enough to to actually change the scheme a little bit half the game though too yeah but like if he's something like look you have to make sure that the defense is is kept on their toes. They have to respect what you were saying earlier, Toss. Like if Roshan's in there throwing the ball, they can at least respect it. So with with Hudson, respect that he can potentially run the ball as well because that opens up better passes. And if that's a part of his skill set and he doesn't have that to tap into, I know he won last week, then go in a different direction. Yeah. Like I Quinn is our starting quarterback. I he's the, gotta be starting you, next week, right? Yeah, but I just I'm just saying like I'm not look I again I'm I'm gonna defend Card because I think he had a good game he he played good enough football for us to win that game I don't we think lost he because of the defense right it's not his fault that we lost the game but I do think that like what you're talking about Nick like it's just we we weren't there wasn't enough variance on offense mm. and and a lot of it like you can force the ball to Bijan in other ways outside of handing it to him in in a single back formation or even out of the shotgun yeah. Like, there's tons of ways that you can get. He should have three screen passes a game. I mean, the one catch is because I do want to correct myself. Jatavian actually led the team with reception of five. He just had 40 yards. My point with the ball, Hudson didn't have a bad game, and he played well enough for us to win the game. It just got to a point in the second half, like after, outside of the Bijan like 40-yard touchdown run, it's punt, 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 turnover on downs. It's like we were so inefficient in the second half, and we, we were just not a throw. Like he's a, a decent threat on the run but he's not a major threat on the run and he's just not a threat to stretch the ball you know deep like if a guy like like a, if you go like the best in the game you know the, in, in all football which would probably be you know Lamar Jackson at running and his deep ball like Lamar is such a vicious threat because he could stretch the field you can't play too close on him but also you can't play too deep on him because he'll run. Like Hudson doesn't have like he's not so great at either one of those things that you could still play a little shorter on him and his run becomes more ineffective. I just 
And but again, though, like obviously we're spending a lot of time on Hudson at the moment. But I'm with you. It's like not his fault that we lost. Like if you are a top 25 program, or if you're a program that has aspirations to win the Big 12, and you're going and you're at one point are winning 31-17, the expectation is is that you win that game. Keep your foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, foot on the gas. You know, get any kind of defensive stop. Like they had one guy that had 13 receptions. It wasn't yeah. for a boatload of yards. Just put a put a that, body. That was on also it. really frustrating me. That I forget his name. Number one, the Price. guy. Who, yeah, Price was being like at one point he was doing like a drag route, getting covered by Ford. Like you're having a outside linebacker cover a fast slot receiver, and maybe it's just the zone that they were in. But you have to put your best man on defense on him. Like put Jamison on him so he can keep up with him. And I know that Jamison plays the outside, but I mean. God, we need someone in the slot corner or like a nickel safety to roll down there and shut down their number one playmaker because that was the guy who was making all the conversions for them. Yeah, very timely conversions that he made. I mean, he was he was incredible. I know he, he didn't even have 100 yards, but it didn't really matter because every catch he did have yeah. was clutch. And I don't think their quarterback was that great. I mean, he definitely played he a great fine. game. He played a great game, but it was his um, improvisational skills where he was out of the pocket and being able to find just, you know, the open guy who just slipped away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Overshawn had a nice game. I felt in the first yeah, half. Yeah, we, well, yeah, we in the first it. half he didn't play. Yeah, we, yeah, in the, we didn't have him for the first half. That's right. a great point. You know, yeah, you but would we hope know that in one half of football he'd be able to make an impact. Right? <laughs> like he made an impact early on, and then I mean, that's at some point, like your defense is just gassed. I, that's, no sacks in the defense. None of the defensive linemen had any sacks. Yeah, they're gassed. It was it was a it was literally just them being gassed. How many plays did Texas Tech run? Like seventy something. Yeah, I'll tell you in a second. Compared to like our like forty. Well, obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think what happens with us. They had twenty third down opportunities, which is just absurd. That's a lot. They had fifty complete through for fifty six. Dude, they had fifty six uh, pass attempts and they had forty four rush attempts. Hundred plays. So they had a hundred plays compared to like probably our thirty rush attempts. They outran us to thirty pass attempts. So 60. sixty. Yeah, I mean, dude, the time of possession was thirty six to twenty four. That can't happen. Right, and that's as like we saw in, in, like, in classic fashion, when we got the lead, our plays turn into three, right? How many plays we're operating with? You count the punt, okay, four, and then they're getting 12 plays back, right? Because they're driving on us because we get too predictable, especially when we're dealing with adversity where Hudson's in the game as opposed to Quinn. When Xavier Worthy goes down and we have to hand the ball off to Bijan, and then guess what? Yes, you're right, Josh. Like, you can't really, like... You can blame him because he fumbled the ball, and if you're a Heisman caliber running back, a guy that we talked about as potentially, if he plays up to his potential of being a top 15 first-round draft pick, like you don't fumble the ball in that scenario because right. it, that's just not Careless. what you do. It's Yeah. But he's also put in a position where he has to put the t- entire team on his back, and it's not fair. Yeah, I mean, you know... But it's the way that it goes, and so I think like it has to be... It's on Sark, and it's on the staff to make those adjustments... To not to be more unpredictable when they're dealt injuries or whatever suspensions, whatever it is. You just like if you're PK, like that. This is like culminating on you. I know the defense is gassed, but you're up 14. Like you can't blow that massive lead, and it does kind of go back to complimentary football because it can't be three and out every time. You have to figure out how to get the ball in our playmakers' hands and extend drives, like. I mean, it was a miracle we even got to overtime. 
Yeah, I mean that we had what twenty something seconds to work with, twenty one seconds to so work we with, and we got to had a, and we had lost, we lost nine of them on the first pass yeah. where he dropped back and took forever. Had amazing catch by Milton on the sideline, and then of course, Incredible. quick little out to to Sanders to set up Auburn for a clutch kick with no time on the clock. That was awesome, but it just sucks to go out that way. You know, first play your Heisman candidate, like I mentioned fumbles right away it's just a kick in the nuts so moving on though to west virginia um you know obviously we're going to pre- preview this later in the week but with q we get q with, back with q but hopefully you know the team really looks themselves in the mirror this week and just they look around and they say look this isn't over we've got a, a long season ahead of us that's the first week of, of big 12 play i mean oh you lost to kansas state so <clears throat> the big 12 is vulnerable kansas is four and oh like yeah, things. it's not gonna mean it's not gonna. No game's a gimme game, and hopefully you talk about kicking the nuts. I hope this is the kicking nuts, the nuts that we get. That like, hey, you can't at any point start taking a nap yep. in a game ahead of a game. You can't overlook any opponent in the Big Twelve. Yep. It's a competitive conference. This is no, and you definitely can't do the like. We can still win the Big Twelve because like win a game. <laughs> yeah, win a game in the Big well, Twelve. First. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously what everyone's gonna be thinking as fans. Can we still sure. win the Big Twelve? Could we still get to the Natty? Of course, that's what people. As fans like to do, they like to look all the way into the future. And I know that team sh- isn't doing this, and they shouldn't be doing this. They should take a game at a time. But conceivably, you know, if they win out, who knows? Big 12 I mean, champion. Like, look, you there's think, already... Like, yeah, Big 12 championships is certainly within reach, but we have to win out in Big 12. Right. This is this is not our team. This is not our football team. Like, our quarterback is not playing. And that it's not an it's a big what if, and it's not a valid excuse as to why we lost. Because again, like it wasn't fully Hudson's fault. But if we're at full health, I don't think this game is blown because I don't think they get those opportunities. If we're at full health, I think we are one of. I'm not saying we're in the realm of Georgia. We lost to Alabama, you know, and then I think Ohio State's kind of kicking into high gear. Yeah, but USC looked unbelievably vulnerable. Like I'm telling you, like I think to your point, Nick. Obviously, not even having us. We just kind of coming off a bad loss. Not even putting us in the realm of the conversation of a college football playoff, let alone Big Twelve. But looking at the rest of college football, I think there's going to be a lot of more eating alive that goes down. Oh, for sure. I, it just seems like there's a lot of parity this year in college football. I mean, like you just said, USC played a super close game against Oregon State, who was undefeated, of course. Um, but the Pac-12 always eats itself alive. ACC does the same usually. Uh, Clemson, you know, and Wake Forest played that crazy close game. It's going to be like that for the Big 12 as well. But there's two things that could happen that I'm really used to seeing out of Texas. Either this could be the downfall of Texas, right, where, like, you have that one bad loss and everything just goes to shit right after that, right? Yeah. That happened last year. Or they can rebound and just say, okay, it's time. We just took two L's in a row, right? No, not no, two L's. We, we, Bama, then win. Then we, we just took an L. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to go out and you know take it game by game and try to win every single one we can. I, I really I hope they don't have the mindset, Josh, that, that you are iterating out loud. And I'm talking about it's fine for us as fans to have this, but like – to do the to do the thing where it's like, oh, we didn't have Quinn in the Bama game, and that's why we lost. We would have won that game. That's one. That's one time. Right. Right. Can't do it again. You can't do it again. You can't. You can't get that. Like, oh, but like, because now they're feeling. At that point, those the players, if they have that mentality, they're they're feeling sorry for themselves. Well, I mean, if you look at it, you deal H- with the circumstances you're dealt. Hudson Card had offers probably from all over. Yeah, he, he yeah. could have played at Tech if he wanted to. Right. Hundred percent. 
He could have played it. at Oklahoma. Could have played play whatever. Baylor could have played TCU. Yeah. Doesn't he could have yeah. done it this year. He could have transferred. He, he, he was yeah. a four-star quarterback. Yeah, he could be a starting quarterback in another program. So you can't you can't say just because we didn't have Quinn, we lost that game. You know, like, and we're trying to be the program where it doesn't matter who our backup is because he slots in and it's two attack of exactly who's slotting in exactly. to take it and, and I, win that game. I feel like Hudson probably would have started over this guy if he was at Tech for sure. Yeah, I, the thing is, is like also like looking at it. Yeah, we go talk about all of like Hudson's inefficiencies, but there's a certain point where we look at it and go, okay, Keelan Robinson is is a supremely talented player. Why are we not doing enough to get the ball in his hands? Besides first touchdown, that's it. It's I don't it makes no sense. It's like why are we not doing more to get the ball in Casey Kane's hands, who's a talented receiver? Uh, uh, I just think that yeah. Once again, had had one reception. I feel like every reception he's had each game been huge has been so big, and but we don't we don't look at him at all outside of that. It's yeah. There's just while we want the ball to be in our big playmakers' hands, there is still maybe too much of an emphasis of putting it in their hands, and we have other talent on the roster that we need to get involved that could potentially unlock and free up some of our other guys. The best thing that that Bill Belichick figured out before any other NFL team, I feel like, when the Pats were as good as they were, was that versatility beats everything. Yeah. And that means unpredictability. Like, all of those things add together when they, when they don't know what you're going to do and when your guys are are all awesome playmakers and you're leaning in and making your starters do what they do best, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nick, like what you're talking about. And if it's getting the ball to Bijan, whether it's through the, the air or, or giving him a handoff, like it doesn't matter, right? It's yeah. all those things together. Like that's, that's the ingredients that, that creates you know, a recipe sauce. for winning football. Yeah. Secret sauce. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we're weirdly talking about like, like just like throw the NFL thing out there once more. Like I think that Falcons roster stinks personnel wise, but they're so, they utilize the versatility of each of the players so much, like Cordell Patterson, Mariota. They, yeah. They, and that's how they're able to win games and stay in games because they use that versatility so well. And we have that. It doesn't mean trick plays either, right? No, like, it just means like, they're just like, hey, like the RPO with Hudson. It means like Keelan Robinson, you know, having him in the backfield instead of Roshan with Bijan, like having like all of these, like mixing and matching your personnel yeah. and kind of like, you know, throwing them for a loop more. Our team is too talented to play the game straight up. Like, yeah. Like, it's so easy to game plan a team to just, all right, run, pass, run, pass, run, pass, run, 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 pass, pass. Like, mix it up, you know? Like, maybe get Xavier Worthy involved in the run game a little bit. You know, Whittington involved in the run game a little bit. You End know, rounds, like, yeah. You know, jet sweeps. Th- throw throw Keelan in the slot and then pull yeah, him in for say, an Exactly, exactly. Throw Keelan in the, sl- in the slot. Like, let Roshan throw the ball like you just yeah. mentioned. RPO. I mean, there's... There's so many things that can keep teams on their toes that you can't really prepare for yet because you haven't seen any tape on it. I just think that we're we're just too stagnant right now in our mindset. And no criticism on Sark, but you know maybe maybe he doesn't need to be calling plays. Maybe he just needs to be focused on head coaching. I mean, we've seen in the the Broncos games, right? I know they just they beat the 49ers, Barely. but Nathaniel Hackett is supposed to be like an offensive genius, but he's not an OC. Points. He's a head coach. It's a totally different job. And sometimes, like, you just got to manage the game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Coach O was like, he didn't learn anything. He yeah, was he's just, just a vibes guy. He's just a vibe guy. CBO. Not, yeah, I'm not saying, you know, Sark needs to be chief vibes officer, but... He already is. I, uh, yeah. I mean, and I love Sark. I think I, I feel differently still about this roster than I do last year. And, Nick, your, your two choices, I think, 
I think we'll bounce back. I agree. So I believe in the defense. team. I believe in the talent. I agree. The defense is really what frustrated me. I know we spent a lot of time on the offense. And I'm glad we did that because it's, again, complimentary football. But it was really the defense that yep. frustrated yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's been the story since last year, too. So Since last, since last year. I mean, since, <laughs> I don't Since the end of time. Since uh, the end of time. But, yeah, we got Patterson there waiting the win, win the, in the wings, whims. I don't know what the, the phrase is. It'd be wings. Uh, he's waiting there in the West Wings. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, uh, but we'll go West Virginia next. Let's get a bounce back game. I think it's a night one, which is nice. Finally. Finally. A cooler. A little cooler, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cooler. Get, get a night game in there, get that win, and then head to the you know Red River, hopefully three and two. Uh, and be He's a, a game hard game. He's a game hard game. He's a game a, hard game. Well, every game's a hard game now. I mean, and be in a position where we can get the upper hand in Oklahoma heading, you know, into the middle and heart of the season. We're going to beat Oklahoma 12. this year. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they Market. looked they – looked, they did not look great against Kansas yeah. State. We're going to beat Oklahoma. Yeah. All right. Josh Fisher, Alexander, Disopolis, Nikki Snackscrider. Horns up. We'll see you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.